Good morning, church. It is so good to be with you. Thank you for worshiping with us today. My name's Ethan, one of the pastors, and I'm so glad that you're here together as we praise God and learn from God's Word. Uh, before I jump into the message, there are a few things that I am just filled with praise for right now. I'll make sure you can praise God with me. I'm praising God for how God is blessing our city right now as we together work toward justice. I see our city leaders and community activists working together to build a more just society for all. I'm grateful for that. I'm praising God for the work we just got to do with Coalition for Kids. You probably heard about it last week. They had a kind of an, an emergency need for new school supplies for all their kids and individual boxes. And we had a bunch of volunteers just jump in and put this together. It was a pretty significant cost, but they're a partner we care about, so we weren't at all shy about paying that. Uh, some people have asked how they can contribute to uh, those supplies. Uh, that was funded just out of our benevolence budget. So if you want to give to the church, it was just out of the, the funds of the church. That's how you would contribute to that project. I'm also praising God for a construction crew. Uh, they have been behind the scenes working all spring, doing demolition work down at a, one of the unused units down at the Mountcastle Center. And now they're working on upgrading and expanding the stage in our sanctuary. These guys have worked tirelessly, saving our church hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'm so grateful for their work. But I will say, one of the things I'm most excited about right now is that we have begun to regather. Uh, throughout the month of June, we're beginning the process of regathering uh, for small groups. If you want to begin to move back on campus, just reach out to the church and we'll facilitate that move for you in a way that, you know, it, it adheres to social distancing and all those things. So reach out to us and we're ready to help you. For large group gatherings, they start today outdoors, so pray for good weather. Uh, there might even be a few spots left. If you want to register for that, check the chat or check the website to see if we've still got room. We'd love for you to join us if we do. We want to accommodate as many people as possible. Uh, for those of you that aren't ready to regather, don't worry. Uh, we'll continue to have digital worship services and community groups and children's programming and student programming for as long as that is necessary. But here be my challenge to you. Commit, make a commitment to worship and community and discipleship. Whether over the months to come you're doing that in the church building or you're doing it from your home. Speaking of homes, we're at my home today again as we continue our series, Home Improvement. We're talking about in this series, if your life were a house, what home improvement projects would God want to do? Uh, what work would God think would need to be done? And today we're at one of my favorite places in my house. We're here at the kayak shed. Some of my best adventures begin at this kayak shed. It's one of my favorite places because if I'm out here, that means I'm off to have fun. Here's a photo of a recent adventure with the party barge that we made out of 18 storage containers and three sheets of plywood. And it was just as ridiculously magnificent as you think it was. We had such a great time. But I'll tell you the truth, this kayak shed, it would not be possible for a guy with my weak construction skills if it weren't for this wonderful invention. Ugh! Oh my goodness, the foundation block. You see, digging a foundation is super hard work. I'm gonna have to put this thing down. Um, digging a foundation 
is super hard work. You've got holes to dig and cement to pour and rebar and all kinds of other things. Uh, but for something like a shed or a deck, you don't have to dig a foundation. You can use these magnificent foundation blocks and the whole building just pops right up. And that's what we want to talk about today. What is your foundation? How is it doing? Is it holding up under the strain of life? And I need to warn you that I may step on some toes today. I'm pretty sure this message will step on my toes. Many today won't like today's message. You might even be resistant to what God's Word has to teach you today. But I hope you will open yourself up to the truth of God's Word. Because Jesus is very clear that what you choose to build your life on, what you make the foundation for your life, really matters. Matthew 7, verse 24, Jesus says, Therefore, everyone who hears my words and puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. And the rain comes down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against the house, but it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice, well, they are the foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain came down and the streams rose and the wind blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as the teachers of the law. I love how the Bible describes their amazement. It says they're amazed because he taught like he was in charge, like he was the one who, who made the decisions about how the universe works. And this one who teaches like he's in charge, he says to you and to me that with the right foundation, you are ready ready for the wind and the rain and the storms of life. And he says that right foundation is to hear his words and put them into practice. But Jesus also gives a warning that with the wrong foundation, you're in trouble. And when the storms come, you are liable to be swept away. So again, I want to ask you this question. If your life were a house, would God want to do some work on the foundation? What is the foundation of your belief system, your actions, your motivations, your opinions? How do you decide what's right and what's wrong, what's cool and what's lame, what's interesting and what's boring, what occupies your time and what do you ignore? Because we have a lot of options. I look around at others' lives. I even look at my own life. And I see how easy it is to build my life's decisions, my life's opinions, my life's practices on some foundation other than Jesus. You can build it on partisan politics. One says, I am a Democrat. And the other says, I am a Republican. I think like one and I vote like one. And when the party platform changes on an issue, I change with it. 
because that is my foundation. And when the foundation moves, I move too. Or some might say, my foundation is social activism. I'm going to make the world a better place, one issue at a time. And whatever the cause of the moment is, that is my cause, and those are my priorities. And when the cause of the moment changes, well, I change with it. Someone else might say, the foundation of my life is my family. Maybe it's your role in the family. I'm a good son or daughter. I'm a mom or a grandma. That is the foundation of my life. It's what's most important about me. It's how I set my beliefs and make my decisions. And whatever the family expects of me, well, I'll just go with whatever that is. You could build a life. You could make as your foundation money and career. And whatever the demands of your career are, that will you go. And as the industry changes and the demands change, well, you'll just change with it because that's your foundation. I, I had a friend a while back. Uh, when I hung out with him, I always could tell what we were going to talk about. If I went to the website of his favorite cable news channel, that would be whatever our topic of conversation was. Best I could tell, all he did was watch the same cable news channel all day long. Don't worry, it's not the one you're thinking of. It's the other one, okay? Don't get all upset. It's a different one than the one you're worried about. That was sort of his foundation of what to believe and what to think and what opinions mattered. And all of these are possible foundations for our life. And, and, and they really, they make it pretty easy to build. Because if you build your foundation of your life on one of these things, on politics or social activism or family or career, well, you've got a built-in group that, have, that accepts you, right? All the people that are building on the same foundation you are. The rules and the roles are clear. The rules and expectations change, of course, but as long as you're willing to change with them, that's not a problem. Change your opinion when the party platform shifts. Change your strategy when the demands of your career change. Kind of like these things. Build your foundation on something that moves, they're pretty easy to build on. But when the storm comes, well, I learned the hard way that when the storm comes, they might just get washed away. We were living in Maryland, had a shed I'd built probably three or four years prior. It had done great. This shed was awesome. But then the rains came, a real gully washer for two straight days. And by the time I walked out the back of my house, that shed was tilted back about 15 degrees. Oh, it wasn't a disaster. I got some friends over. We emptied the shed out. We borrowed a big jack, jacked it up, put in some gravel, rebuilt, put the block right back there. I mean, it ended up being okay because it was just a shed. So it wasn't that big a deal. But it was a reminder to me, a reminder to me about why these floating foundation blocks, they're great for a kayak shed but they're a terrible foundation for a house. And if you want to withstand the storms in your life, you can't build your life on a floating foundation either. The only reliable foundation for our lives is Jesus. I actually think that sometimes, church, we underestimate the centrality of Jesus. We think that we can build our life on politics and Jesus, or family and Jesus, or career and Jesus, or social activism and Jesus, or, or cultural, you know, whatever the cultural moment is and Jesus. But the Bible's very clear. 
Jesus is the center of everything. Not all these other options, just Jesus. Paul tells the Corinthian church, When I came to you, I did not come with elegance or human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I came to you in weakness with great fear and trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. Paul says, I just came to you with Jesus. It was the only foundation of faith that I offered you. To the Ephesian church, he writes this, Because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed how? In his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves. It's the gift of God. It's not by works so no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created, again, in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. Could Paul be clearer? The foundation of who we are is just Jesus. He goes on in verse 13, he says, But now, in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. How, church, do we build a unified people? It isn't with shared politics. It isn't with shared activism. It isn't with a shared sports team. It isn't with a shared biological family. It's through the shared Lordship of Jesus Christ. He goes on, verse 14, For he himself, Jesus, is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of two, thus making peace, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. What is it that divides you from your neighbor or you from your brother or sister? Whatever it is, in Christ Jesus, that division has been put to death, and he now is our unity. Paul goes on. He came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him, we both have access to the Father by one Spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but you are fellow citizens with God's people, members of God's household, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the first and chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Paul is so clear here. There is no other foundation on which an individual 
can build their life other than Jesus. And there is no other foundation on which the unity of the church can be built other than Jesus. So, here's my construction advice to you. If you're going to build a house, don't build it on a deck block. They are fine for kayak sheds, but not a house. And if you're going to build a life, don't build it on anything else other than Jesus Christ as revealed in God's Word. Everything else you might build a life on is a floating foundation that will eventually float away. And, and the life you built will have nothing underneath it. If you build your life on your family, maybe you build your life around being a mom, that's the most important thing to you, it's what, how you spend all your time, well, you'll be washed away when the kids grow up and leave the house. If you build your life on wealth and career and status, well, you'll be washed away just the second the economy tanks and the stock market crashes. If you build your life on party politics, you will be washed away when the values of your party change and you are there left behind. If you want to build a real foundation for a house, you don't use deck blocks. To build a real foundation for a house, you get out the shovels and the backhoe and you dig. It takes work. You dig down to where the soil is hard and then you pour in a couple feet of concrete so the foundation is sure and you fill it with rebar and all kinds of stuff so it's strong and stable. And only then do you start to build a house. If you want to build a house, you reject the easier options for foundation work. You reject the easier options because you want a foundation that will last so your home will be secure. You dig deep enough so that you will be stable. And in life, Jesus calls us to do the same thing. Reject the easy options that will float away and not be stable. Dig down beneath the whims of culture and wealth and politics and division and family. Dig beneath that and look for Jesus. Listen to what he says. Hear Jesus tell you the truth that if you want a foundation for your life, that can withstand the storms and the wind and the rain and the waves, the only option is one that starts when you hear Jesus' words and put them into practice. That's the only solid foundation for life. Because be clear, if you build a foundation for your life on Christ, at some point, you will have to hold an unpopular opinion. At some point, all the people who are building their lives on different foundations, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll not be so sure what to do with you who have built your life on the foundation of Christ. Here's how Paul describes that. He says, The Jews demanded signs and the Greeks looked for wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews, foolishness to the Gentiles, but to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom. And the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. If you build your life 
with Jesus as its foundation. Eventually, others will think you're a fool. They might even say to you, it'd be so much simpler to build your life on one of these other foundation stones. Build your life on a floating foundation like the rest of us. The whole building will just pop right up. Because the foundation of a life built on Jesus, well, it stands in opposition, doesn't it? To all other foundations that might make a claim on your life. It's hard to build your life on a foundation of partisan politics when you've built your life on a foundation of Christ who says, love your enemies. It's hard to build your life on your own human family as with that as the foundation when you're trying to make Jesus your foundation who says that everyone is your brother and sister and you're to love all people. It's hard to make human activism the foundation of your life when instead you're trying to build your foundation on Jesus who says that God's kingdom is what we're trying to bring, not a human kingdom. Turns out you can't build a house half on a dug foundation and half on a floating foundation. Eventually, it's torn apart. And Jesus says the same thing to you. The only sure foundation for your life is solidly and completely your whole life built on the foundation of the person and teaching of Jesus Christ. So, for kayak sheds, <laughs> these things are the greatest. And I love to build kayak sheds, so I'll probably keep using them. But, for a house and for your life, you want a real foundation. One solid enough to pass through the storms. Here's how Jesus puts it. Therefore, everyone who hears my words and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. Some of us need to rebuild our foundations. For some of you, it's time to dig past the floating foundation that you've kind of established your life on, whatever it is, and make the foundation for your life Jesus. I wish I was with you in person to talk to you about that, but if that's the decision you need to make, I hope you'll reach out to us. You can email the church or do that in the comments or request live prayer through the app. Don't put this off. Make a decision. Let's pray together. God, the temptation to build our life on a floating foundation is always with us. It's just so easy. The thing goes up so fast. But we know, God, that it does not last. And so right now, I just pray that all of us would turn back to you and make you and you alone, your person and your teaching, the sole firm foundation of our life. And for those who need to make a decision and make a transition and become your follower, I pray, God, that they would do that even now as they pray with me. And then they would follow up quickly so that they can be baptized and publicly declare that the one foundation for their life is you, Jesus Christ.
We thank you, God, for your love for us, that you have made possible for us a sure and reliable foundation that is sufficient to withstand all the storms of this world and provides us assurance even into eternity. We thank you, God, for Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray.